Welcome to How to Teach a Language, a workshop for one-on-one -on -one language teachers podcast. This is a podcast for those of you who teach a language one-on-one -on -one, in person or using one of those platforms that enable you to teach online. In this podcast, I'm going to help you become an informed, reflective, and effective language teacher by sharing with you how to teach a language based on my knowledge from the studies and literature from the field of second language acquisition, the field that studies every aspect of how we learn a language, and also from my own experience as a language instructor and as a language learner myself. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, How to Teach a Language. I am Joel Zarate, and it is a pleasure to be here with all of you to share a new episode. And in this episode, I am very excited because I am having a conversation with a friend of mine from Minas Gerais, Brazil, my good friend, Camila Meireles. And Camila offers Portuguese lessons using Italki. And today she is going to share with all of you her experience teaching one-on-one -on -one lessons and also her experience taking one-on-one -on -one lessons. Camila is someone who loves learning languages and she has taken many lessons in different languages with many different one-on-one -on -one language teachers on Italki. And today, she's going to share her experience, both learning languages and teaching languages one-on-one. -on -one. And hopefully, anything that she shares with you can also help you to improve in your journey to become an excellent one-on-one -on -one language teacher and succeed just like Camila has succeeded as a one-on-one -on -one language teacher on Italki. I hope you enjoy our conversation and on the show notes of this episode, you'll find the link to the webpage for this episode where I have the link to Camila's profile page as well as her YouTube channel. All right, so here is my conversation with my good friend Camila Meireles from Minas Gerais, Brazil. Camila Welcome to our podcast, How to Teach a Language, a podcast for one-on-one -on -one language teachers where we share with new language teachers who offer one-on-one -on -one lessons, advice, ideas, and also information about how it is that we learn a language. I share with them information from the field that studies everything that has to do with learning languages, the field of second language acquisition. And today it is quite a thrill, quite a pleasure to have this conversation with you because I met you when you had just started offering Portuguese lessons online. I took a Portuguese lesson with you and it was it was 
so much fun bringing my plan and then you being willing to work with me and it was a lot of fun and since since then we have become good friends and I am always very happy I, I always feel very fortunate to know you you're a wonderful person and it is great that students can learn Portuguese from you. So Camila, first of all, welcome to the podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here and I can't wait to have this conversation with you. Wow, thank you. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. I am very, very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me and I can't wait to have to answer the questions that you have for me. And I can't wait to hear yeah. <laughs> why you, <laughs> you have to share with us. And I'm going to start first by saying that Camila has become a successful one-on-one -on -one language <laughs> teacher. So far up to today, she has taught 7,005 lessons on one of the platforms that she uses, italki. I'm going to leave the link to her profile page on the show notes and also on the webpage for this conversation so that you can see her profile. And also, if you would like to take a Portuguese lesson with Camila or join one of the classes that she teaches, she teaches a film mm -hmm. class where she brings a group of students and talk about movies, films, and perhaps that may be something that you want to try just to also see how Camila handles the group and how she handles a class. But 7,005 lessons on italki, that is quite an accomplishment. And also she has received 2,285 reviews with a five stars rating. So that's... That's also impressive. But what makes Camila also unique and what gives her also a, a really good foundation is that she has taken 776 lessons in different languages between English, French, Italian, Spanish. So she's not only teaching Portuguese and doing the best she can to teach her students, but she's also testing her skills. She's also learning languages and Camila is also very attentive and she looks at, okay, how am I doing things? And she brings that to her lesson. So, so that is very unique. And also something particularly unique about Camila is that she shares her experiences in those lessons on her YouTube channel. She has a YouTube channel where she records her Italian, Spanish, English, and French lessons, and you can see her actually taking a lesson with a tutor, with a language teacher, and you can see how she handles learning in a communicative context because also her approach is in a communicative context. She's learning in context, and she prepares her, her lessons, her plans, and then she goes for it. She leads, and that's why she is also very successful as a language learner as well. So, Camila, I have talked a lot to give you this introduction because Thank also you, you deserve it. You're, you are not just a, a wonderful person. You are also 
a wonderful Portuguese tutor. And to begin our conversation, can you share a little bit about yourself? When did you start offering Portuguese lessons? Mm -hmm. How many languages do you speak now? Can you share a little bit about yourself or a lot about yourself, as much as you want? Oh, thank you, you can share as much as you want with us. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, gladly, with pleasure. Uh, so, first of all, thank you for this wonderful uh, introduction. Wow, you are an awesome person and I admire your work too. So, yeah, thank you once again for having me here. So, I, I am Camila. I am from Minas Gerais, a state in the southeast of Brazil. And I've been, I've been teaching Portuguese since 2016 at Italki, 2017. And, yeah, I was just looking back this week to where it all began um, because I recently completed 7,000 lessons at Italki. And that was just thinking uh, about this path, about this wonderful journey that has been this past five years. And I was remembering our first lesson together um, because you were one of my first students. And it's amazing that we are friends up until now. It's, it's wonderful. It's a pleasure. So I started teaching languages when I was a lawyer. Uh, I used to be a lawyer and I lived in this very small city. I, I had a good job. I only worked four hours a day, but in small cities, time passes so slowly. So I would come home at midday and I had nothing to do. So I remembered that I, as a teenager, I loved learning languages, English in particular, and Spanish. So I thought, what if I study? Uh, I have so many, so I have a lot of free time. So I started studying English and Spanish. And one day I thought, what if I found someone online to practice my skills with? And I searched and I found this website in the Philippines where I started having English lessons in 2005. And, but they only had audio. So I thought, what if I could actually see the other person? So I started, <laughs> <laughs> I started searching. Yeah. <laughs> I started searching, uh, Skype lessons with video. And then I came across Italki. And I found a teacher that still my teacher dot. He's still, she's still, she is still my English teacher. We've been working together for, wow, uh, seven years now. And, um, I remember coming home and taking lessons with her. I remember spending all my salary with lessons on italki at italki. And then one day I thought, well, this is becoming expensive. What if I try to also do like dot does? So she have, she has conversations with me uh, and she corrects me and right, I, I could do that too in Portuguese. So I started uh, tutoring students. That's when I met you and met so many wonderful people. And then that became such a joy. So I would go to my law job and I was very serious, very professional. And then I would come home and I would be very spontaneous and happy. So I... I started thinking maybe I'd like to do this more. So I started to get professional, to apply to courses and to improve my teaching. And one day in 2018, I decided to quit. 
uh, my job as a lawyer and I became a Portuguese teacher full-time and it's been it was a very um, I don't know brave mood move sorry but I, I I have never regretted it's it's been wonderful and, and yeah that's the story of how I became a teacher I mentioned earlier Camila that you have taken 776 <laughs> lessons in Spanish between Spanish yeah. English Italian and also, I think you have taken other languages just for fun, just mm -hmm. to explore. I think you took Hungarian yeah, and I did. other, yeah, German. I think German. Yeah. Yes. And so, one of the things that I always suggest in this podcast and that I actually do at the beginning, I start the episode with the phrases and then I share the audio from the native speaker who taught me the phrases so that people can experience just just what it's like to be a beginner and it is something fun and you have you have also done it so that's why you're on the perfect path to not only learn language effectively but also be able to transfer that to your ability to teach Portuguese but from those lessons how do you think taking the lessons in other languages has helped you to improve your own style, your own approach teaching Portuguese to your students? Oh, wow, that's such a, a, an excellent question. Thank you for asking. Uh, so I've been taking lessons long before I became a teacher. And I guess just observing and watching what others that might be doing that longer than you I think we can learn a lot just by immersing or immersing ourselves in an experience and being with others that already do that or even others they're just beginning um, so I yeah I think it's it would be very difficult for a teacher to teach a language without being a learner I think it takes a lot to know how to learn something so if you are a good learner you definitely might be a great teacher as well so what i do is that i i've learned i learn languages and i watch my tutors my teachers closely and usually what works with me i like to try with my students as well uh, and it might not work with them because everyone is so unique it's so individual this learning something that i always try to keep in mind is uh, is that everyone is different everyone learns differently everyone comes from a different background everyone has their limitations or they think they do because sometimes they have like this beliefs these false beliefs like english native speakers they have this they might have this belief that they cannot learn languages because in their system they haven't in effectively learned so they they carry that with them I cannot learn languages it's difficult for me so you might work not in specifically in teaching them something but how they can get rid of that belief that's been with them for a long time so I try to something that I always like to find it's new manners new ways to be personal and to personalize my my teaching so I really appreciate when my tutors are open, open-minded, and when they bring things for them, their lives or their experiences 
So yeah, definitely, I learn a lot by taking lessons on things that I could do and things that I could never do also. Uh, so for example, I remember one lesson that I had with a tutor that said, so open in the page five and do the exercise and I'll, I'll, I'll do something and then I'll come back later. And then I was there like doing the exercises and the tutor left the room. And so that's something that felt that, that, that bothered me a bit. So I know, oh, I should never do that because I know how it feels to be left. But also I have had tutors that played um, a, an audio of them talking to their grandmother or, or people in their lives. And that felt authentic. And then I thought, oh, authentic conversations. I could definitely ask my mom to record something and I could work with that audio that's interesting so you can take ideas or even improve ideas or th that idea could be a starting point of something that you could do so I'm all I'm always getting inspired by what they do or don't do yeah <laughs> that's great that you're able to to pay attention to things that others do that work for you and that you can try them later. Something that I suggest to new teachers is when you have an idea, when you think, oh, I want to try this, don't try it with your students. Try it with your own learning first. Mm -hmm. If uh, you take a lesson, then try that idea. Say, okay, so if I am going to use this activity, I'm going to use it in my own learning journey and then see if it works because you can get perspective and not experiment on a student. I think I mentioned this on one of the episodes earlier. I forget what episode I was uh, in. I forget in what episode I talk about this, but I, I, I said that if you are experimenting on your students and then and then they realize that, wait, uh, that was an experiment. <laughs> they, <laughs> they might not, they might not like it. And yeah. It's like if uh, if you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a pill, and then you go to the doctor, doctor, this didn't work, and it, it just gave me a headache. Oh, okay, now I see. I was experimenting <laughs> with the drug. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You don't wanna. You don't wanna do that. You mm -hmm. wanna make sure that that you do the best to help your students because also, the yeah. more you know about how to teach them, the, the, the better you get, of course, the, the, the better results you can offer to that person. And I decided to invite Camila to have this conversation today because she has something very unique. And that's that Camila shares her language lessons on her YouTube channel. You can see Camila learning French taking French lessons, taking English lessons, taking Italian lessons, taking Spanish lessons. So I think you can learn a lot from seeing her, from seeing her videos. And and I think that is something very unique. I, I have not found another channel like hers. So for that reason, I'm also going to include the link to her YouTube channel. You can visit her channel. And she also shares some personal experience, some uh, thoughts with with all of you guys. And so that's taking me to my next question regarding your YouTube channel because you, you share a video 
where you talk about how you decide to pick your language teachers. Mm -hmm. And I would like to ask you that question because you're also a language learner. And so somebody who is teaching a language may get you as mm -hmm. a student. And so yeah. if they understand what what you're looking for, if you under, if they also hear your feedback, I think it might be helpful so that they know oh, maybe maybe this is what I should do or maybe this is how I should prepare or this is how I should think of my students. So what do you look for on the language teachers that you pick to take lessons from Camila? Wow, uh, good question. That's such an interesting question. I've been thinking about this long before I made the video. Um, so uh, two years ago, I, I decided to work with a coach because I was feeling a little bit insecure about my teaching, although I've been doing this for a long, long time and I have a lot of experience. So I, I talked to this wonderful person that was analyzing the market and was watching videos on italki and searching. And so one day she said, she also read my reviews and she read my profile. And uh, I only had a session with her because she said I, I, we shouldn't work because there was nothing to do. It was already good and I felt glad, but I remember asking her, like, what could I do to improve? Am I teaching? Am I the best grammar teacher? Am I communicating effectively? Am I inspiring my students? Am I doing this right? Although I do have a good ratio, I, I have students coming back. I was still trying to be the best I can. I am, I am do, I'm trying to, um, be the best I can, but I was a bit, a lot insecure two years ago. So she said uh, that it's like the most important thing, according to her, and I agree with her, is compatibility. She said that, of course, you might understand your topic, your subject, you might be good at explaining things and clear and a good communicator, of course, of course, but people stay not because you are the best at doing something. It's because they feel connected with you. It, it would be like a tender, like a match. You match with someone because they like the tone of your voice, because the like of how uh, serenity you transmit. That's something that I, I get a lot from my students, that I'm very calm, that they like the, the speed, uh, which whom I, which what I speak, which which I, ah, which, which I speak, um, and they feel safe to to share experiences. We can connect. So yeah, I when I'm choosing a teacher, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I am choosing someone who is very open-minded, or at least seems to be in their video. Someone that's very interesting that can talk about topics, give their opinions, and someone that is very interested in other people's opinions, curiosity, and um, yeah, someone that can, to some degree, inspire, I guess. That's what I look for. Of course, I do look for someone who has experience, who has certificates, but that's come in second. First, I'm looking someone that is opened. So I think that could be a very good advice advice for teachers. Try to be as open as possible to opinions and ideas, open to discuss. Even if you don't agree, we don't have to agree. We just have to be able to give them our compassive 
listening so so that's what i look for someone that is excited and curi curious about being i guess human yeah that's that's great <laughs> it is important to think about how we can make students feel comfortable because <laughs> we can we can always teach everything in context we teach mm -hmm. we can teach grammar in context we can teach vocabulary in context in communication and we we can we can be effective mm -hmm. teachers mm -hmm. but also how we connect with the students is important for them to begin to feel comfortable and yeah. develop that trust and yeah. Camila has definitely done that in her journey yes. as a Portuguese yes. teacher Yes, I remember one student, because of this particular student, I remember asking her about her family. Like like you said, to practice talking, family is a very huge part of Brazilian life. Like we, we care a lot about our families and I bet Mexico, in Mexico as well. So it's important to talk about family in Brazil. And I remember listening, um, I, I don't speak about my family. So... From that day on, I decided to send my students a questionnaire where they can, and, and I had I have this question, is there any topic that you don't feel comfortable talking about? Uh, and most of them say, no, I'm, I'm open to any topic. But I, I like to respect some students. But the tutors that I take lessons with on YouTube, I, I also ask them before our lessons, is there any topic you don't feel comfortable? Uh, so I won't ask, I won't mention that topic because it feels a bit uh, weird, uncomfortable even to ask something and then the tutor tells you, uh, sorry, I don't talk about that. And something that I taught my, my teachers or I told them, if I, because I'm very open, I can talk about anything, I mean anything really. So if I ask them a question that they don't like to answer, I they will say, oh, that's an interesting question. I wonder how you feel about that. So they'll give me the question back. And, and, and then I know that they, want, they don't want to talk about that. So it's a, an agreement that we have because the lessons are on YouTube. I don't want them feeling bad about anything. So when they do that, I know, oh, it was too personal, Camila. So I answer and then I, I move on. So, yeah. That's a really good point. <laughs> Ask your students what topics they wouldn't like to talk about so that you know that you're respecting their space. Yeah. Even if it's a topic that maybe in our culture mm -hmm. feels like a completely normal yeah. question, but in other cultures it might not. Exactly. So just, uh, just always double check with them. Uh, is it okay if we talk about this or or maybe if you have a list of topics mm -hmm. tell them from one to ten what topics do you like the most yeah. and do you want me to ask you questions or would you like to ask me questions and participate tell me what you prefer mm -hmm. so that you don't feel on the spot that that you have to speak we don't want to force you to speak but also, if you want me to be leading, mm -hmm. let me know. And then you yeah. can always have this good rapport with your student. And I am sure that's why they keep coming back to take classes with you. Camila, 
is a wonderful person. She's dedicated. She she is really focused. She she likes to do the best she can. I know Camila well. I have had many Portuguese lessons with her. We have had conversations where we were just enjoying being friends and just uh, just talking. And I know her quality as a human being. But let me let me share with you some of the comments that <laughs> her students have said about Camila, because this can give you that perspective of who she is. So, so here are some of the some of, some of the comments that she has received on Italki. She's always prepared, full of positive energy and ideas to make learning process pleasure and fun. I am also very pleased with the materials that I can always refer to or during uh, our lessons, which help me to structureize my knowledge better. Another says we cover a lot of ground in our conversation in the process of in the process of some wonderful conversation. We also focused attention on some important grammar, phraseology, idioms, new and humorous vocabulary. Another says today we started to work on preterito perfeito and I really appreciate how Camila integrates grammar features into conversational practices through the form of questions and answers. Another says I love our lesson together and catching up on each other's lives. She's more than a teacher. She's a friend. Another says a teacher who cares about our progress and who can provide a lot of material to reach our learning goals. Another says she tailored the lesson for my personal goals, but she has her own slides and system that helped me to speak on my first lesson. I felt super comfortable in the conversation with her, a patient, competent, friendly, well-prepared teacher. Another says she was very prepared and supportive. She sent me the Google Doc ahead of time, so I was ready to go right when the class started. And another says, she's the most friendly, kind, caring, patient, helpful, organized, and skilled teacher I have ever had. Wow. She always she always has well-organized lessons. So uh, I, I, I will say that I, I agree with all of that. You are, <laughs> you are a wonderful person, wonderful teacher, and you're always doing the best to be well-prepared organized and I like that from most of the comments that I've seen that you're teaching them in a communicative context. You prepare your lessons and you integrate grammar within the conversation but you're not just practicing grammar or conjugation with them. You're having a conversation and you integrate that. So I'm, I'm going to come back to that a little bit later. But why do you personally think that your students keep coming back to you, Camila? I've seen that many students have taken several lessons. I know you you said that you make a personal connection with them. And, and also in my interview with Milton, he said that one of the things that he does for his lessons is that he writes down things from his students and keeps that information on a log and then a year later he mentions that and students are always surprised that how do you remember that but it's something that helps you to connect with your students but why do you think that your students are coming back why do you think that they 
say, you know, I want to stay with Camila. Yeah, wow, that thing that Milton does, I, I do too. That's such a wonderful thing to do. Uh, we cannot rely on our memories, that's for sure. So I also, I also take notes during my lessons, not only to remember what students says, but also students say, but also to, they, they give me so many valuable information, courses they are taking, sports. I even started meditating because a student, and meditation today is a huge part of my life and it came from a student some years back. I started dancing because a student recommended me to. So it's a, an exchange, is a valuable exchange that I have going on with my, with my students that I think it comes from this personal connection. So I think that they might be coming back. Well, hopefully because I'm good at my job, I'm good at explaining things. I, I hope that's why, but also uh, because we connect as friends. And I have met students over the years. They come to my city, we meet for coffee. And I think that's so important uh, to go a little bit beyond of that format, formal of teacher student that that I, I don't know. So so I think they might be coming back because I care. Also because I think we have to be a little bit structured when it comes to learning. So I try yes to have uh, conversations that feel natural and are natural in authentic contexts. So it's very normal and they, they are so, they, they have so much fun when I bring things like, so for example, there was a, a messy situation with someone that rented an Airbnb here in Brazil and the person wanted to do a, a barbecue, but it turned out to be something different and uh, the host didn't like what happened there. And then I bring things like that and situations that are popular in Brazilian culture and media, memes, and they, they feel integrated. So I really love working with, with uh, authentic and original material that could happen to them. So that situation with Airbnb, I would ask them, if you were renting an apartment or a house in Airbnb and something said that they were going to have a small party and, that, and then that became like a huge party with uh, three times more the number of people that were supposed to be there, what would you do? And they would give their opinion and we then we're going to listen to the owner speaking on the, on the YouTube and it's very, it feels natural and they feel connected. So I think it might be the case that I work with very authentic material and situations. They can't relate to that. And uh, I, I cannot think of a class that I have given being the same. I might work with the same ideas, but every student has a different approach. I use the conversation to write uh, structures down and help them and so for example if we are talking about something that happened and they use the imperfect past instead of o pretérito imperfeito as we said instead of pretérito perfeito then I said wait 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 a bit let's go over this conjugation real quickly AR verbs so the conjugation remember uh, or are we refer to a page in the document oh let's go quickly to the slide 22 
Ah, I remember now the irregulars. Now, can we rephrase your question, your statement, and then they will say it. Uh, and it feels very natural, so they can learn in context and in a very structured way, but at the same time, a fun way. So I guess it, it might be why they enjoy lessons. And I'm always indeed full of energy. I wouldn't go to a lesson. I, I always want to be where I am. So if I were upset, something happened. So I remember my cat dying. I, I knew I couldn't have lessons uh, that day. So I'm always there fully. And I think they can can feel the energy and they bring their best too. Because they can, oh, if she's here, I might be here. And if they are not, I'll say, let's do an exercise, a concentration. Let's look at this fire image. Let's try to keep things that are not part of the lesson aside. And let's, so, yeah. It was a long answer, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love hearing you. I love hearing what you do. <laughs> Because in the end, this conversation is to help new teachers. And also, yeah. I would like to just real quick ask mm -hmm. you about your conversations mm -hmm. with uh, your students. How do you prepare for your conversations? Do you have, an, do you have a plan? Mm -hmm. Do you also have a plan for your students? Do you share that plan? I remember for our conversations, I used to share my plan with you yeah. and you had an idea about what we were going to talk about. And I was always asking you questions and I have shared those conversations on one of my podcasts. And in the future, I may share some of those with all of you. But the way that I, that I personally approach learning mm -hmm. is by having my own plan. Mm -hmm. And then I know that I'm going to get comprehensible input and it's easier to participate and it's much more fun. And if you hear one of my conversations with Camila, we were just laughing so hard. But, uh, it's true. <laughs> Camila, what do you do in some of your conversations? Mm -hmm. So when I am teaching, when, I, when I'm having lessons uh, as a student, I like to search my own topics and share with my teachers. So... Um, it, it, it's a bit different. Um, so I select the topics, I send them the topic, what I'm going, and I do a little presentation and then, um, we have some natural questions or sometimes written questions. So when I'm learning, it's a bit different with my students. I, so I have this questionnaire that I send them beforehand when they, when they are just starting lessons with me and I ask them what do they prefer? So most of my students, they're very busy people. And I ask them, how many times can you allocate to study Portuguese outside of the lessons? And so, so I think that's important because sometimes we as teachers, we have high expectations that everyone is going to be as curious, as uh, involved. And teaching languages and learning languages is my life. But I understand that it's not the case to most students. So most students, they don't have hours outside of lessons. Some students, they even take one or two lessons per week and that's all they do. They have zero time to study outside. So I share my plan during the lessons because I asked them previously and I know that they won't have the time. If they do have the time, 
I will send them beforehand what we are going to do. And, and, and yeah, so it's different every time. So I was telling you about the Airbnb uh, class that I created. Or oh, oh, another example, these days I was having an argument. In Brazil, we like to use WhatsApp for everything, even to talk with our managers in the bank. And that's something that's culturally different. We Brazilians, we don't like to call. We don't call anymore. Every store it's, has a, web, a WhatsApp system and we contact them through there. Uh, so I was talking to my manager and I wanted her to increase my credit card limits and and then we had a conversation where I was texting and she, she was texting and sometimes she was uh, recording audios too so I deleted their name of course not to expose her and I shared that conversation with my students so I might share before our lessons or during and they appreciate that that context that situation with the manager I would ask them have you ever had an argument or a conflict with the, your, in your bank or in any situation and then I showed them what I did we had a conflict then I complained on Twitter and then I showed my Twitter post what I post and what my friends said about my post and how the bank quickly tried to solve this situation and, and, and I might present that before or during um, yeah it's, it's good to have a plan I, I'd say yeah, that, that's what I'll do. It sounds like you have a, a great system already with keeping, keeping track of what your students say, like Milton said, keeping some notes and also thinking about your lesson plan yeah. ahead of time and giving that information to your students. So I'm sure they appreciate because then they have time also to think about it and so yeah. when they come to the lesson they come with with ideas and resources yeah. and it also sounds like you provide examples like you were talking about the example of the manager and so you may start with explaining what you did so you're offering students language and that prepares them mentally and be ready to engage and so you're giving them a lot of comprehensible input right from the start mm -hmm. and they can have more linguistic resources when they yeah. want to speak and also provide feedback so mm -hmm. and I would say that in, in second language acquisition we can call them pop-up grammar lessons where you're not focusing on teaching grammar but when the opportunity arises you clarify something about the grammar so that they can continue to concentrate on the communication on the content but then they get some feedback to polish those parts that they need help with but Camila it's been so great to talk to you thank you so much for being here perhaps in the future we'll have another conversation but to end our conversation is there anything else that you would like to share oh, about you. yeah. your experience teaching no, yeah. uh, Portuguese? Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to suggest that teachers um, or new teachers, of course, everyone must create their system and what works for them. But something that I really appreciate as a student is when teachers, they keep track, like through Google Docs or Google Slides. It, it's good that things, I, I noticed that there is a tendency of writing things down on Skype 
and I understand why that is the case, but I think students really appreciate to have a formal document with their names on it, where you but where you correct things, sometimes you text, you, you write things down, and then you can see with them during the lesson or after the lesson, you can check, you can put the material there before, a little bit before the lesson. I, I think that it's a, a good thing and students appreciate that. And, and, and yeah, I guess it's be open, caring, uh, ask, asking ourselves constantly, uh, do I, how, how much do I love this job? It's something that I, that, 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 that is, is it something that I really want to do? And if you have the answer, yes. I think people, they, I, I think in order to be a teacher, we have to really appreciate what that means. It's something that not, it might not be for everyone and definitely it, it's something that requires a lot of patience and creativity and willingness, I, I'd say. Yeah, it, th that would be it. Well, Camila, it was such a joy having this conversation with you today. Thank you for sharing all of that with our audience, with teachers who want to become better teachers, for new teachers offering one-on-one -on -one lessons online to become better. And for you guys, if you want to see Camila's YouTube channel, I, I strongly suggest you go take a look at her channel. I'm going to leave the link to her YouTube channel on the show notes and also the link to her profile page on italk if you would like to take a Portuguese lesson with Camila and even just ask her for suggestions. Camila it's a wonderful person. She is someone very open to share and I am very confident that if you are teaching a language and if you just also want to say hey, Camila what would you do in this situation? Mm -hmm. She is very generous and she will Definitely, yeah. share with you what she does. So Camila thank you Thanks. so much. I I am just uh, full of joy seeing you. You're a good friend of mine. Thank and you. I hope to see you in the near future too, Camila. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Joel. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, whenever you want, I'm here. So thank you everyone for listening <laughs> and speak soon. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely speak in the future. Well, uh, at the mice, at Camila. Mice. Bye -bye. At the mice. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> All right. That is all for this episode. If you like the podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, on your iPhone, iPad, or on iTunes. If you are using a different app, and if the app that you are using allows you to rate the podcast, please rate the podcast to help the podcast grow. If you want to explore my other podcast, you can find the links to my other podcast and my website on the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you on the next episode. See you later. Adios. <laughs>